what's going on here? We're live. Yeah, we're live. In the That's st- happening. <laughs> <laughs> we're official right now. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And uh, very, very proud to be part of the Variety Sports Network. They are growing by leaps and bounds and doing a fantastic job. There is uh, Brandon, the guy that runs the whole show there. And of course, we are coming to you live from the Bradshaw Bourbon Studio. Bottoms up, everybody. Cheers. Go Steelers. Cheers. Salute all those things. Hey, big congratulations going out to Cam Hayward. Uh, he wins the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award tonight during the NFL Honors. Congratulations to him. So it's um, like, it's not like official. Well, but I'm, it's been leaked. So yeah, it's been just leaked. Uh, and, and it, right. So now you know, but. Um, and I, should we mention the other news that's been leaked then? Uh, uh, no, that actually was announced. Has it been? Okay. Yes. Uh, TJ Watt. a guy who's not paying attention. Here's a guy who was watching <laughs> Family Guy while he was getting ready. I hate award show. I can't stand them. Uh, in any case, uh, TJ Watt finishes second in the Defensive Player of the Year award to Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Brown Stains. Um, but. What are you, you going to do? Um, yeah, yeah, right, Ian. We're cold open, right? All right. Yeah, we, we did a I'll, cold open tonight. I'll That's probably edit that out. Uh, no, nah. no, leave it? Yeah. All right. All right, I'll leave it. No All business right, like know. show business, babe. Yeah, yo, you got that right, my man. Did you it's the uh, off season. It, it's definitely the off season. Holy shit. Uh, welcome in to everybody that's in the live chat, Claude and Melvin and Burner. Uh, for starters, I don't know who else is in there. Aaron's in there. Bill's, hey, Bill, hello. How's Kentucky doing, man? And uh, Aaron's apparently not watching wrestling tonight. So good to see everybody here tonight. And there's Johnny. Oh, boy. Can't wait. Fuck to you, Johnny. Johnny. There we go. We're not even uh, three Hello, minutes Johnny. In. We got our first, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I can see the fans are extremely excited about uh, <laughs> Miles Garrett winning the Defensive Player of the Year award. Piece of fucking <laughs> shit, scumbag. Fuck. Wow. Holy I said it. I, you <laughs> know what? We're shit. off to a roaring start. Scarps, I want to throw it to you and, oh, okay. and because I know you'll you'll feed into Aaron a little bit here, who who of course is watching at home. Is it possible T.J. Watt, as a result of this, is about ready to turn heel? Oh man, I would, I would love, I would give any of this to give TJ. Miles well, didn't deserve oh. shit. Big Ben's burner. You're, you're full of crap. Alive, alive, Mike, right now. So TJ Watt could be like, cut my music, <laughs> and then just like unleash. You know, you know, and and I, I, I do want to, I do want to be, and I said, and I said this to the group before we we went live. You know, 
TJ Watt's a great football player. Miles Garrett is a great football player. I said, I said, I said, Max Crosby, I thought deserved it over Miles. But like, you know, this, you know, Max Crosby incidentally got zero votes. Well, I, I, or Deron Bland or whatever. But like, I, you know, I look at it. Is you got one. I look at it. I look at it this way: is that if TJ Watt, if if these voters voted TJ Watt Defensive Player of the Year, we would all be so excited right now. For sure. But like when you look around the league and not, not only around the league voting wise, but in other sports voting wise, it's just it's it's not a very straightforward process, right? There's too many opinions, there's too many grievances, there's too many. You taking your shirt off still dead. What's going nah, on? Nah, nah. <laughs> Ian's commenting on the quarter zip. It's actually a full zip. Oh, uh, that's worse. Quarter zips are so much better. Well, well, I mean, no, I have a lot of quarter zip, you're about to but, full yeah, unzip, never. but that's okay. But you <laughs> oh, know, well, that, the, that comes on overtime in a few weeks, buddy. But the, you know, like the, this whole thing is like, you know, like when you when you look at when you look at Major League Baseball the Hall of Fame voting or, or any type of Hall of Fame voting or award voting and you're just like how the hell did that guy not do this or do that? And it's just like, it's just, it's just what it is. People have different opinions. Um, You know, I don't know if, you know, I don't know if TJ Watt was docked because he literally is just one of the best defensive players every year. Like, like if TJ Watt retired tomorrow, he'd be, he'd be in the hall of fame. Like there's no doubt about that. Like the guy is, the guy is a freak. But at the end of the day, like Miles Garrett is too, and I and I and I, I'm I'm trying not to be a homer here because I do think TJ deserved the award. But like I've said this to you guys, and I've I've said this publicly, like I really don't care about individual. Like Cam Hayward winning multiple paint man of the year is totally different because it's for off work. But all this on the field bullshit, uh, individual accolades, I don't I do not care about. Like I I really I don't care, and like I guarantee you. If if you said TJ, would you rather have three defensive player of the year awards or one Super Bowl? He would say, I want one Super Bowl. And I hope that we would all say the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Yeah. However, he's never, he's, TJ's never won a playoff game. And I know, I know that is not an individual stat unless unless it comes to QB record when you're Kenny Pickett. Oh, I haven't been on the show. I've, I missed last week. I haven't drank in a while. This is gonna be a good night. Anyway, I'm just saying, <laughs> but like. You know, like anyway, TJ TJ absolutely deserved it, but I'm not going to say Miles Garrett didn't deserve it because he's he a did. really good football player too. He disappeared the last seven weeks of the, of the season. He had one sack in seven games. The guy is not as good. I'm sorry, he's not. This was the result of a campaign by the Browns and the NFL to rehabilitate his image. Period. The end. Because he accused another guy of using a racial slur so he could assault him on the field in front of everyone. In front of God and all creation, and they want to they want to hype up his image again because he's the Browns' best player. The guy's a fucking scumbag. I'm just gonna say it right there. Didn't deserve it. This is bullshit. I'm pissed. I'll stop now. Um, who is I was who is, like you? Who's the guy that. he accused it of? Who's the guy he accused? Your favorite player. Okay, but I'm and and we all and don't oh Steelers Nation out there. Don't act like we all didn't. Turn on Mason, even though Miles Garrett smacked him in the head with his own helmet. Don't, you know what I mean? Like, so it's kind of like we're literally bitching about Miles Garrett, but yeah, we shit on Mason. Anyway, yeah, I bring I think that up. some what's, people did. I, I, I never. What's one thing got to do with the other. Even if Mason was a shitty player, he was a stealer who got assaulted on the field by a guy who faced well, 
little to no repercussions. We're going to suspend you for six games. You're on a shitty team anyway. It's not really going to do anything to their season. Tonight is not about logic, Ben. I'm just going to be honest with you. All right. I, know. <laughs> I didn't I didn't come I didn't come into the show with much of that. I, I'm going to throw this to Ian uh because he's got a tough act He'll be to logical. follow right now. He'll be logical. Uh, <laughs> but I'm guessing Ian's going to th- spit some facts right now. I yeah, sure. Um <laughs> this is a tough act to follow. You're right. I mean, Ben and Scarps are so fired up, and I'm just kind of like <laughs> Yeah, I'm you and I are just saying this, okay. I don't care. I, I, I'm not gonna be charitable to that guy. Fuck him. Well, and, and here's the thing, and we've talked about this a lot with the PFF jokes and things like that. The this is this is a victory for process over results. TJ was better in every statistical category than Miles Garrett. Where where Miles Garrett was better in is in the made up statistic of pass rush win rate, which doesn't really mean anything. And it's because it's, it's entirely subjective. Right. <laughs> and it's like saying, okay, this quarter, it's like saying, I'll pick a week this year, the week that the Ravens played the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Right. Mm -hmm, Was that mm -hmm. week five, week six, something like that. That week, granted, Lamar had a lot of receivers drop balls, but Lamar Jackson at that point, I remember seeing tweets about this. Lamar Jackson was PFF's highest graded player of the season that week for throwing zero touchdowns Mm -hmm. and one interception. But because his process was good, because his accuracy was good, mm-hmm. he was graded very high. Brock Purdy uh, threw for 300 accuracy. yards. Yeah, hold on. Let me finish my point. Brock Purdy threw for 300 yards and four touchdowns that week and had a significantly lower grade from PFF or whatever you want to call it than Lamar Jackson did. So PFF is all about process instead of results. Their, their contention is, about is subjectivity. Yes. Subjectivity. But, yeah. Yes. Finish my point. It's like it's like talking to my children. <laughs> Except... Get to it. Okay. But what I'm saying is Garrett winning is like saying, oh, the quarterback was more accurate but didn't throw as many touchdowns. TJ had more sacks. TJ had better stats. It's like saying, so, you know, this is a victory for process over results. Yeah. This is saying, Agreed. oh, the, the process matters more than the results do if – you win a lot of pass rushes, but don't actually finish plays. Then, you know, I guess that's somehow better than actually finishing plays and forcing fumbles and getting interceptions and scoring touchdowns and getting the quarterback on the ground. So it's is, is, it's stupid, but this is what it is, right? Right. It, it's it, like it, it's like the year. This is maybe a bad analogy. The year that um, I forget who the pitcher was. I think it was the pitcher from the Mariners. Uh, won the Cy Young Award. Is it Felix Hernandez? Yeah, with um, like a 15-14 record. Yeah, 15-14 and 14 yeah. record, yeah. but he had a really good like WAR and yep. like the wins above replacement, and, and everyone hailed that as some big victory for statistics because, which granted, in the American League, pitchers don't bat, so they don't have any impact on how many runs their team scores, mm-hmm. but it was still like, like that guy won the Cy Young and like, you know, so... Yeah, that's basically what this is. This is this is the equivalent of when Felix Hernandez won the Cy Young. Is it fair to say that if if PFF and all of the analytics driven shit doesn't exist right now, does does TJ Watt win this? Oh hell yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's not to take away from the point that this was absolutely a year long okay. campaign on on Miles, like to promote Miles Garrett. It was all over the yep. place on Twitter. And if I have a few more drinks, I may go into my PFF rabbit hole and say that I think PFF gives favorable so, grades to teams and agents and players that maybe pay for their services. So, but we won't go there right now. OK, Sharps. I, I want to. So, Ian, so you're not wrong about Felix Hernandez, but I want to say this, and I know we're getting into different sports. He was 13 and 12, but like I said earlier, win-loss is a team stat, all right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He led the league in ERA, 2.27. He had the most games started. He had the most innings pitched, and he faced the most batters while allowing the fewest hits per nine innings. So, like, if we want to talk stats, and I'm a, I, I, listen, I'm a geek, I'm a nerd, I'm going to... I can defend Felix Hernandez in that situation. I, I agree. With yeah, I, 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 I yeah. cannot. I cannot defend Miles Garrett in this situation. I, I, so, yeah, like, that's, so I'm. Yeah, so I agree. With I'm, that. That's a good point. I'm, no, 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 Ian. You know I love you. I'm just. I'm yeah. playing devil's advocate. But like, there, like at least Felix had some data to back it up. Like it wasn't yeah, some right. imaginary statistic. Like right. at least thing, we know what a ERA is. The thing that chaps my hide about about pass pass rush <laughs> win rate which is a total Sorry. bullshit, again, made-up fucking stat, is if you get chipped by a tight end who chips you into the tackle and then goes down the field, and then you get around the tackle, and now you got to get around a, a, a running back, you don't get credited with a double team or a triple team, even though you had to pass three guys to get to the quarterback mm -hmm. from a wide nine. So you travel further to get to the quarterback. You beat three guys on the way there, and they don't give you any credit for that. You didn't get a double team. Mm -hmm. Granted, this is going back a lot of years, but splitting a double team for me when I was playing was easier because they were right there against me and I could feel their bodies. Yep. I knew where yep. they were. I didn't have to get around another guy and not know where the next guy was. I don't understand why the fuck they don't give him any credit for that. And more to the point, I don't give a shit about their processes anymore. Because they are flawed. As Ian pointed out earlier, it's constant. Analytics should should predict outcomes. And when analytics consistently do not predict outcomes correctly, they should go back and examine where their models are flawed. And these models are flawed. And, you know, yeah, I've heard the same thing with Ian that Ian's alluded to about uh, pay for play, potentially with PFF and blah, blah, blah. It's becoming big business now. Well, um, look who owns it. I mean, it's Chris Collinsworth. I mean, I mean, it, tell I, me that's not a con. Tell me that's not a conflict of interest right there. Collinsworth when, isn't a bad guy. I no, mean, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. What I'm saying is he works for NBC, who yeah. broadcasts NFL games, who who specifically use PFF numbers. Right. You know, so every single time they show the starting lineups, they've got well a PFF rating on this guy. It, it's well, just you know initially the PFF oh. thing he he gave that up to them for free right that's how he got oh, sure. he got it hyped he gave them the data for nothing they he, promoted it that's how his site got hyped up in the first fucking place right and then they started generating and, grades and which and is total horseshit scarps well no, no I just oh good good Ryan no Ian go ahead you're good okay I was just gonna say remember. 
this may be going back in like Twitter internet history, but remember when PFF was trying to legitimize themselves and they were like, well, there's NFL teams that use our ratings for whatever analysis yeah. they're doing. And, and that's when you start to raise your eyebrow and you're like, if NFL teams are paying them to do this, if that's, if that contention is true, then are they going to favorably grade the players for those teams that are paying them for their service? Over teams that aren't over players from teams that aren't paying for their one service. the volume of information available to PFF team services and PFF premium that the public buys are two different things. Okay, what the pro teams buy is a great deal more volume, and it's just it's about predictable outcomes and um, what teams do in certain situations and what players do in certain situations. And it's things along those lines that they pay for. They do not pay for the grades, nor do they use the grades. If any of you think that any team in the NFL values PFF grades over their own coaches plus minus system, when those coaches actually know what the player assignments were, you're a fucking idiot. Hey, and I've said this over and over and over and over again. PFF yeah. doesn't know player assignments. How the fuck can they grade anyone? Exactly. That that's been our stance since day one. How are you grading somebody when you don't know exactly what they're doing? You know, that's like me walking into a, a, a trigonometry class and grading the assignment. I wouldn't have the first fucking clue. You know, don't know it, much about geography. exactly Belushi <laughs> zero point zero. Don't know yeah. much. Um, I, you know, look, I, I don't want to stay on the, the, this thing the whole time. It just gets me frustrated and everything else. I, I scarps. I agree with you hundred uh, percent. I think TJ, TJ Watt would trade in any awards he's ever gotten he as an individual scarps for some, right about some that. playoff wins. Um, and he, he's a guy that's deserving of that too. And, and I don't want to dismiss Cam Hayward's award either tonight. Um, the, the guy yeah. has dedicated himself so much yeah. to off the field. It's, it's great for him. And, and, great for his honestly, family. That dude is everything you want in a Steelers player. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's an outstanding player. He's an outstanding human being. He does a lot of work. He gives back to the community. That's what you want. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I agree. And you know what? What's that? And this might cause some controversy because I oh, don't boy. know what's going to happen with Cam. Oh. I'm being real right now. Like, it, mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen with Cam, what it's no, contract we situation. We don't. But I'm going to tell you this you right know. now. If, if, the, uh, if the Steelers just say, hey, man, we can't pay you what you want, and he gets cut and he chases a ring, good for him because he's Absolutely. deserved he does, he, He's deserved it. And I don't want to hear – any Yinzers out there talking shit about Cam Hayward, who is the epitome of a Steeler on and off the field? Yeah, I, I, I would so, not have one shred of of anger towards him I, at all. They're not I don't have. Let him leave. It's not, not going to happen, and that's fine. It, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that, like, if if it, if it doesn't work out, I don't want to hear no bad. Yeah, no bad I, comments I, I, I see Hayward. something along the lines of a of a two year extension with. You know, with with two voidable years, uh, fifteen million dollar signing bonus, one million dollar base salary, and the whole uh, pushing zone. pushing ten years down the road, um, yeah. Yeah. and he'll have a ten million dollar cap hit next year. I mean, probably won't be the team. Well, I, my and, guess is he'll retire. And Big Ben's burner brings up a good point: letting older players stick around. He's not wrong. Big Ben's burner. You know, we love. I got a lot of love for Big Ben's burner. Okay, I, he's not wrong. 
No. I not. think I, I would say this, though, Big Ben's burner, is that as much as I love Kevin Colbert, he's not there anymore. So is this Art sort is. of a, a different – well, so that's the thing. Kevin isn't there, but Art is. Art Tomlin's is. There. Tomlin's there and Omar are there. They have they all have they all have a relationship with Cam. So yeah. and I've said this on the show, Miss I remember asking Dan Rooney about regrets one time, and he he said that F- Franco, Franco going to Seattle was his biggest regret. Second was Rod Woodson leaving. Yeah. But um I I look at this as yeah, Cam probably is gonna stick around and can he stay healthy? Can he perform? I don't know, but I think that's the risk you take when you want to keep a guy that that has a legacy here and and you want to keep him here. Yeah. I mean, ideally, what do you want to do with Cam next year? Since we're talking about this, no, I think put you're right. Up, I think you put him on a pitch count. Well, yeah, and and yeah, I think that's the other thing too. Is you gotta, I mean, given his injury history, you've gotta you've gotta limit his snaps, but. I think just the value of having him in the building to pass on that Steelers way to the younger generation has value to it. And the the leadership that he brings on the defensive side of the ball has value. I mean, I've been on the record on this show saying that I think Cam Hayward's the best defensive lineman we've had since Joe Green. So I, I don't say that lightly yeah. either. True true defensive lineman, like not edge rusher. We've had a lot we've had a lot of good a lot of good defensive linemen. True, true, like interior defensive lineman, though. I, like, I think, in terms of his overall game and what he produces, I don't know that that's pretty hard to argue in my count. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Casey, I mean, Casey, Casey was a linchpin for that, that entire defense. Grown ass man, strong. Casey you was know. grown ass man, strong, but also I, remember we made a run to the Super Bowl when Casey was hurt with Chris Ho- or the AFC Championship game with Chris right. Hoke playing Chris Hoke. Chris Hoke yeah. was really damn good too. Like, don't get me wrong, Chris, that's not the belittle Casey Hampton. Yeah, Hoke no, no, no. Hoke, Hoke was but, Hoke was good, but but Hoke was a different kind of a player. He couldn't really yeah. like two gap. No, like no. Like Casey, Casey was a unique. Take, animal. Casey could take on a friggin' triple team and hold the point of attack. Yeah, yeah. Who does yeah. that? Yeah, well, and this isn't and, and, and this isn't to belittle Casey Hampton, Aaron no, Smith, no, no. Brett Kiesel, no. Joel Steed, any of those guys who were really good players, you yeah. know. But, but I, I wouldn't say that Aaron Smith was as good for as long as Cam has been. Yeah, but he was better some seasons than Cam has ever been. Aaron Smith was ridiculous. I, Aaron he was never a double digit sack. Cam's had what? No, 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 no. I, I get it. Sacks? I get it. But he was he was never that. We that okay. we have to think about that defense though. Those were that yeah. was a two gapping defense back then. That That's was true. when those three linemen, their whole job was holding up blockers so the linebackers could run to the play. And if the play came to them, they made the play. They didn't. They didn't pass rush. Yeah. But one of the things that that opposing coaches bitched about was that Aaron Smith would always figure out the blocking scheme and he'd beat it before the snap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 again, congrats to Cam. I, I do want to touch on the Hall of Fame uh, guys real quick. Um, uh, Devin Hester is probably the, the, the one that's getting the most conversation um, going in as essentially a true kick returner. How, yeah. how many returns did he end up with for touchdowns? Was it 11? 23. What? I, I think he had 18 punts and five Holy kicks. Crap. Am I wrong, I Ian? Was it 18 and, and five, or was it 14? Man, it's like that. Yeah, yeah. He, he had he, no. He had 17 
17 punts and five kick. I know it's five kick returns. Out. He had 17 rushing and receiving touchdowns. Okay. Okay. What he about had, return touchdowns? He had 19 wow. return touchdowns wow. overall. So, he had a really big one in a Super Bowl. Remember that? Yeah. It was 108 yeah. yards. First on a, on play a of the game. Yeah. yeah. A missed yeah. field goal. No, 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 yeah. no. The Super Bowl was the first play of the game. Yeah. Was it? And then, yeah. which, was and the then one, yeah. which was the one yeah. he had 108 yard return? <laughs> Rex off of Grossman goal. is our quarterback. <laughs> yeah, he, he he did that in the Super Bowl against the Colts. Uh um, he had he had a missed field goal return for a touchdown. I remember it. Yes, that, yard. that did they lined him up deep so and he right. fucking good. That one I, I think was, was a regular I mean, season game, wasn't it? Yeah. Antonio Brown was an amazing punt returner. Not yeah. an amazing human being, but an amazing punt returner. <laughs> Esther was better. Yeah. Yeah. Esther was even fucking. Did um, did I see Steve McMichael got in? Did he, he just got yeah. yeah. He was the veterans. Uh he deserved it. He he's he was a really like, good defensive tackle. He's also he dying, was fucking, he and was he was sick. And he was he's dying of ALS. Leave. That that part about is sad because he yeah can't, he's in a bad he can't way. accept it really. Yep. I yep. guess he can sit there and let somebody else speak for him. Oh goddamn! Yeah. Why well, we, we're sucks. getting too deep on the show tonight? Yeah. Uh, next week, by the way, we'll be doing our annual Blitzies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's the uh, Steel City Blitz annual awards uh, show where we will go through and give you our uh, team MVPs, offensive, defensive players, rookies, all that kind of stuff, and a few random odd type awards as well. That'll be next week's show, the Blitzies, sponsored by me i don't know um <laughs> you know i went back and watched last year's blitzies show yeah you watched it yeah i did i i posted it on slack um and and mark made up categories like on the spot and ben was like yes. what the fuck you didn't tell us we had to prepare <laughs> for this one <laughs> it was pretty good so i'll have to go back and watch it That's spontaneous great. Uh, the steelers did uh bring aboard a couple of coaches today um and and actually one is kind of interesting because what it means for another guy. So just real quick, the names are uh, Tom. Um, now here's a guy. Tom Earth uh, is a quarterback's coach, and uh, he he was a one-time uh, Peyton Manning backup, if I remember correctly. Yes. He played at John Carroll University, home of the Blue Streaks, and uh, also coached <laughs> them to some huge wins in the D3 level. And then um, – he was most recently with uh, the Rams. Chargers. Chargers, I'm sorry. I knew it was somebody out west. And uh, then a wide receiver coach, uh, Nick Azani. and um, Zach Azani. Azani. What, what did I say? He said Nick. Did I say Nick? Eh. Most, you were most, thinking most of cool. Nick Sirianni. Nick. He's a ah, that's it. Just saying. Zach. Uh, he is an interesting cat. This dude's got a lot of experience. Take a guess at who he once recruited in college to come play at the school that he's was a player at and a coach. That's right. Antonio Brown. Oh God. That's right. He recruited both Antonio Brown and uh future first round pick, uh, uh, Joe Staley, uh, as well for, uh, he went to the Niners and played out there. Um, but this guy's been around, um, good, good experience coaching receivers. I uh, if he, if he recruited know. JJ Watt, cause he went to central. That Michigan. is wow. a good question. I don't know. And then he, he left. might have went to Wisconsin. And then he left for Wisconsin. 
but the big question here he is was the, he was the assistant head coach and receivers coach at Central Michigan. So maybe he did recruit JJ Watt. Probably had something to do with it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Interesting. With uh, Coach Art coming in, what does that mean for Mike Sullivan? Um, I mean, he He's interviewed the new John Mitchell. Yeah, I think that's exactly where uh, Sully is headed. Um, the uh, assistant head coach, if you will, and, uh, you know, just all around good guy on the uh, coaching staff. Senior defensive insurance I'll go last because I haven't drank in a while and I got to pace. Oh, well, okay. You, 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 you go. Senior uh, offensive coach who gets you insurance. Yeah. Isn't that right, Scarps? Isn't that what they do? Um, (laughs) Don't put me on the spot as I have to take a pee. I already (laughs) told everybody I got to pee. So, sure. Um, Welcome in, Charlie. Why did that turn from Cleveland? <laughs> Windy POI. Yes, uh, I hate strong. to break it to you, Charlie, but yes, Charlie, he did. we uh, we uh, we were a little fired up at the beginning of the show. Yeah, little, yeah. Go back and listen to the beginning, buddy. I apologize yeah. for my antics. Actually, I don't really apologize. No, no, that. I wouldn't apologize. I don't. No, I don't really no. mean it. I I, I was going to yeah. try to apologize, but unfortunately, what will happen is Johnny will out me because he knows I'm lying. Um. So yeah, yeah. What's the, topic? On the Mike Sullivan thing? Mike Sullivan. Yeah, go ahead. The, yeah, so I think we've talked about them hiring a like senior offensive assistant, and our ideas were, I think, all of us that yep. it would be someone who had more significant offensive coordinator experience, maybe even past head coaching experience, kind of like they did with Brian Flores on the defensive side of the ball. You know, maybe a yep. a guy like a Jim Caldwell or a Frank Reich, someone like that. It right. seems based on the tweets and reports out there that Mike Sullivan is heading down the path towards that senior offensive assistant title uh, since they hired a a designated quarterback coach now to kind of take his place. So, I mean, it keeps him in the building. Maybe it's not the worst thing. And And the hard thing for us fans to analyze is with that dual offensive coordinator role last year of Mike Sullivan calling plays and, um, you know, Faulkner kind of being the OC during the week, like who did what as far as game planning and, and you know, calling plays during the game and all that. Because the offense at the end of the year when Mason came in was better than it was previously. It was no the best there. offense we had all year. So, you know, I think Sullivan and Faulkner deserve some credit for that. But the question of who did what is hard to say that right. we'll probably never know and just the people in the building will and you know, and Sully seems to be very well liked. I, I have not heard a bad comment about him from a player, or nobody in the media has ever said anything. And I, you know, so I, I'm going to assume if he is indeed, you know, named as a senior offensive uh, assistant uh, slash assistant head coach, then I, I I get the feeling that'll be well received. Scarps. Yeah, and a couple of weeks ago I said this and I said, listen, I don't want Sully to be the QB coach, but like, let's keep him on board. Yeah. And Oh, cause I actually defended Kenny Pickett and said, it might be good for Kenny Pickett. It's Steelers. Twitter told me that I was an idiot. Why should, why should Sully be still on the staff? He sucks. Okay. And I said, shouldn't the offensive new offensive coordinator have a say in that? And, um, Sully still might not be on the staff, but yeah, me, not, not for sure. But to me, you know these these additions are probably from Arthur Smith, and and that's a good thing. Like I'm, ha- you know, I'm still indifferent 
on the Smith hire. And I know you guys talked about this last week, but I'm still indifferent about that. But mm-hmm. like, at least it seems Fair. like Smith has a, has a say in some stuff, which is nice. Um, the you know, thing that's I'm, weird about, and, and I just want to ask you a question. That's why I'm interjecting. I want to ask you specifically the Tom Arth hire to me is interesting because his philosophy seems to run counter to what Arthur Smith has done. You know, so, you know, Ben, Ben, that's a good point. And I look at this and say, as a guy that's been bitching for years about they don't bring any young guys in or any right. new ideas in. And, you know, Tom Orth is like 37. Is he my age? What has he ever done in his he's life? He's in it. Yeah, he's in his 30s. No, no. Yep. Tom Orth is 42. So he's older. My than bad. Okay. But for still sure. 30 years that. younger than Ben and still dad. But the point is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only 30. <laughs> no, no, I've made fine. a dick. I've made a dick. But the. But. 29. Ben, Tom remembers. But. But. Ben, no, Ben, you're right. Like, he is. He's not the traditional. No. No. Steelers coach resume wise and philosophy and, and he's going to be very involved in the passing game based yeah. upon what we've been told so far yeah. now we I, you know you're still going to have a play caller in Arthur Smith who who is going to run the show so that doesn't necessarily mean anything's going to change but for, philosophically this to me is interesting because you got two guys that don't have the same philosophies and you're going to try and mesh this which is kind of cool i think maybe i don't know we'll see no, and the and, proof and is that, in the pudding, as we've all yes, talked absolutely. about. Absolutely. And that was yeah. that was my whole thing about keeping Solly as some assist as an assistant or senior advisor or senior counsel or whatever. Because not only does it does Pickett look in the look around in the room and say, Okay, I you know, I I know Solly, so like Solly's gonna do right by me. But the fact that they're sort of bringing in different different guys that have different experiences. And my biggest beef with Ar- with, with Arthur Smith was that um, he still called the plays in Atlanta and their offense was shit. Like, I, yeah. I mean, like, like that, that's what it was. And yeah, then I Dick look at a guy still called the defense when he was in Cincinnati and their defense was shit. How <laughs> dare you ever talk Sometimes about it's just too much. I'm but, just saying he yeah. wasn't a good no, head coach. He wasn't. But, no, no. But then I, but then I like, so I look at Tom Arth and I see like nothing but like shit. Like I'm a Mac guy. Like he coached Akron and they had like a couple wins in like three years of football. So like, it's not like, so I, it's not like Tom Arth with has been around success lately. He also coaches the chargers and they're underachievers. So it's like, right. Yeah. I, they were I terrible. don't, I don't, I, I, I don't, again, I'm indifferent about the Smith hire because I think it's a convenient hire. But I look at these Arth, I look at the Arth and Aziani, or uh, sorry, Azani hires, and I say, okay, um, not not typical Steelers hires, at least in my opinion. And I think I say, okay, maybe they are changing their ways. But at the end of the day, and this is what I was. At the end of the day, our quarterback sucks. Like our quarterback room sucks right now. Our quarterback room is not good. And our quarterback room right now is Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. And Kenny. And Mason is not there right now. Mason's a Mason's a fucking free agent. Sorry, still dead. I'm just gonna make one comment and I'll throw it to Ian. The the I totally agree, Arthur Smith's still your play caller. But but here's the thing I like about these hires. 
the the fact that when they sit in those meeting rooms during the week while they're working on a game plan and now you've got fresh ideas if if even one of those fresh ideas creates a new pass concept creates something in 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 play action creates something that that leads to big plays or something then then I'm all for it I'm all for it and and you know again like you said Smith is going to be the guy that ends up calling the plays and he's yep. going to do what he's going to do but man, is it nice to be able to, to get get a few new thoughts in the new building. ideas? You yes. know, I, I sure. Yeah, yeah. Ian, and, what, and what, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think, I think right. the Arthur Smith hire, and I just wanted this real quickly, and I'll stop. Is about our personnel and on our yeah. situation. Yeah, you've got a guy who's got a track record. Again, I talked about this last week. A track record for for de- not developing, but but getting the most out of an offense with middling quarterback play right and a strong running game and utilizing tight ends okay uh ryan Tannehill sucks all right and he he made that offense pretty good so i'll stop there ian, ian go ahead you were saying i think uh we ha- taught we touched a lot on the arthur smith hire last week whiskey. so i won't rehash all that but Bringing in more coaches, especially ones that, you know, Arth was a pass game specialist or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it in, in Los Angeles with the Chargers. So, you know, the, the old saying in management is that smart people surround themselves with other good managers surround themselves with other smart people so good that, point. you know, just the more smart people you have in the room, the better ideas come out. So maybe Arth's on-field record hasn't been great since he left John Carroll, basically, because his Chattanooga record was meh and his Mm -hmm. Akron record was Uh, Those are technical terms, by the way. Yes, very scientific. (laughs) Very scientific to me. But uh, nevertheless, uh, he still found a way after going 3-24 and at Akron to get an NFL job with the Chargers, which is pretty impressive if you were that bad of a college head coach to get an NFL job after that. Nevertheless, I mean, conceptually, the guy must interview really well, right? He's He's got something going for him. So right. I, I think, but as we've said, he, we brought in a young guy who yeah. got some, you know, the, look at what the Chargers did in the passing game. Yeah, Justin Herbert wasn't years. really the problem there, no, was Justin he? Justin Herbert was not at all the problem, no. <laughs> I don't think so. Their uh, defense I mean, sucks donkey balls. Right. Their, their defense sucks. Their best players are always injured for some reason that I don't understand. It, it is bizarre. And, and on top their of that, head coach was a dumb year, fuck. And, yeah. and next year, 80% of their cap is tied up in four players. <laughs> this is one of them, Keenan Allen, who's like a million years old. Well, I don't, I don't remember who the players are. To be perfectly right. honest with you, Keenan Allen feels like it's he should have been in the Hall of Fame like three it's years Bosa ago. Bosa and Herbert, and it might be Keenan Allen and somebody else. I don't remember. Anyway, well, it's probably like James. The, um, the safety. I was Darwin like James. Four, yeah. I said four Darwin players, James, who discovered four guys. Eighty percent of your cap, four guys. Yeah. Are you shitting me? Nice Survival job, of the fittest on defense. Uh, For the record, I yeah. tried to post. On YouTube, Ben, you ignorant slut, which is a famous <laughs> joke. Yes. It wouldn't let really, me, so I had I, really, I had to. It's a oh, Saturday Night Live line, shit. isn't it? Yeah, that was Dan Aykroyd said it about Gilda Radner. Gilda, and yep. yet YouTube tries to tries to 
tries to silence me. You can't um, put slut up there on on fucking YouTube. No, I got. I, I can say fuck here forty seven times over the course of a, a podcast, and nobody cares. Um, uh, see, I just tried to type it in on 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 my uh, thing, and it wouldn't let me. Hmm. I have typed we, "fuck you, Johnny" in there once. You no more have. Than type it. Yeah. Then other no. times I've tried to type it, and it wouldn't let me. So I, uh, you know. Whatever. Hey, you know what, Johnny? Fuck you. I just want to put that out there one more time, just so we're clear. <laughs> John, I'll see Johnny you Sunday, must buddy. feel really good about himself. Johnny, uh, uh, all right. I, I want to uh, uh, dive into the quarterback issue, and and I, I want to talk about I want to talk about what Justin issue? Fields. I want to oh, talk about uh, Justin Fields. Okay. Uh, and 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 maybe to a little bit lesser point. Let's talk about cousins. his two his two turnovers per game. Look, and, and and that has to be discussed. And and you know, there there's so many people out there that again, I I think they play Madden and they trade a, a seventh rounder and a bag of Doritos for Justin <laughs> Fields on on you know Madden, and they think that's the real world, and it's not. And you know, you you've got to consider the situation that you would be dealing with. Because you would have a guy, and and I think Ben, you may have said this last week, you, you would have to make a decision about a fifth year without any sort of of audition. Um, and and you're exactly right. You look at his numbers: uh, forty career games, his contract, thirty-eight really, fumbles, thirty really interceptions. His contract his, right. really complicates things. Right. So I I just don't see this happening that doesn't mean i don't like him as an athlete doesn't mean you can't make something out of him art's uh, not gonna do it no i absolutely not and i think steelers fans need to just 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 grasp it and understand art rudy too is not gonna do it can we talk about the people that think that that trading pick number 20 for justin <laughs> fields is a good idea <laughs> well I, I it's just it's okay. ridiculous. We I mean, don't do always we what don't do always think? agree on everything, but like right now, I'm laughing because it's like we, we all agree. We're in total answer. agreement on this. I, I know. I mean, I, it's like it's the dumbest fucking idea I've ever heard in my life. Some asshole who um, <laughs> would what I would I would tire you out so fast you wouldn't know what to do. Was that what he said? And that tweet, I can't remember. Uh, who the fuck knows? Some five seven shirtless shithead. Jesus God Almighty! <laughs> Here I am, homie. I would wear you out so fast you wouldn't know what to do. I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll get you a stool so you can swing and hit my head. Um, but listen, point being, he thinks that twenty for Justin Fields would oh, be a steal, and no. it's no. not. Now, don't get me wrong. If the Bears were like, we'll take a fourth. Fuck yeah, I'd do it. Hell yeah. Right. Hell yeah. Right. Right. And a third, I might consider because the Steelers are picking late in the third round. And I think we have a compensatory third this year, but I, don't, I haven't looked yeah, yet. Yeah, we have back-to-back picks. We go like. No, no. Actually, we have two fours. So I'd, pick, I'd trade away one of the fours for him yeah. and try to develop him and see if you can make him smarter and not turn the fucking ball over twice a game. Yeah. I, this dude that right has there. Six, he has 68 turnovers in 40 games. Yeah. There, there's no way. 40 games. Mike Tomlin would age before our eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Burner, that's correct. It's 119 and 120. Yeah, I just today. I just couldn't I I would lose my shit. Yeah, so, I, I just you look at that, you look at the and plus what happens if you do trade for him 
and he he doesn't improve. And now you got Kenny Pickett sitting there, and you know what yeah. you got, in Kenny Pickett. You've you've wasted you know major draft waste, collateral. Or what it now. is is if they trade for Fields and he bombs, they've wasted an extra year. Yeah, quit pushing or, it back, right? Or or he has an amazing season, and you don't have enough money to fucking sign him. <laughs> Uh, it's a gamble, dude. Here's, it is. Listen, and, it's going to be a $25 million fifth-year option that is fully guaranteed, by the way, this year in May. Yeah. So if they exercise it, it's fully guaranteed immediately. No, Fuck what, that. From a contract standpoint, they'd be – if they somehow traded for him, right. they'd be better off doing what the Packers did with Jordan Love and basically being like, we'll give you a two-year contract with a – decent signing bonus but we're not yep. gonna invest a lot in you and you could go out there and prove it to us and mm-hmm. if you yep. prove it great incentives yeah exactly and and if, and if you prove it to us we're gonna give you the fucking massive you know the big yeah. contract you know 48 50 million dollars a year that's what it's 50 million now is the rate yeah, yeah you're a starter 50 insane. million so which is there's... i agree with you it's absolutely fucking insane yeah. go ahead ian there's that. I think the other thing that nobody's talking about is that Ryan Poles is still the Bears general manager. And I worry that, not worry, but my You're gut right. feeling is that he's still a little snake bit after the Chase Claypool trade. And yes. if he's going to trade Justin Fields, do you think he's going to go back to the same team that got a second round pick, got pick number 32 out of him? For Chase Claypool, who did Wouldn't jack you think shit he's a little bitter about yeah. that? Has to be. Has to. Be. <laughs> I think he's it's human nature. I think that. I think that he's if if he's bitter, it's because Joey Porter Jr. was really good as a rookie. Now, as we talked about, right. we don't we don't know if like Joey Porter Jr. is going to be great moving forward because as a rookie, Chase Claypool was amazing and then totally just. Phased out. We hope we hope that doesn't that doesn't happen for, right. for JPJ Jr. But but you're right. You're you're right. Like Ryan Pohl. J- yeah, I might have had too many J's. Too many there. juniors. Yeah. Too many juniors. Um, but you know, you're right about that. You're right about the Ryan Poles thing. But I go back to this, and this is what oh my god, this is what frustrates me most about Steelers fans. And I, I don't even know who I'm speaking to Steelers fans wise, but I'm going to say this, you know, a couple years ago, it started with Rogers, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and that, and then this year it's Kirk cousins and Justin Fields. The Steelers do not fucking trade for big name quarterbacks. No, it, it, it's it, just not what they exactly. do. So, and yeah, I said Deshaun Watson, because there were plenty oh, yeah. of y'all out there yep. that were like, by any means necessary. And now that he's not a stealer, you have no problem saying, oh, 24 sexual assault allegations. Again. And it's like, dude. Stealer fans? You, yeah, no. Yeah. I, yeah, you're right, dude. You're you all right. fucking wanted him here. And then he went to Cleveland. You're like, yep. fuck them. He has 24 sexual assault allegations. Yeah. Right. Like, no. It's amazing all, how quickly all, it turns. You all if, wanted you, him here. if you wanted him in Pittsburgh. You don't get to criticize the Browns for signing him. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Y- and it's you, like, you lost the fucking right. And 
yeah, it, it's like it's like okay, and and you know neither here nor there, but it, it is it is here nor there because this is a continued request by Steelers Nation that we need to trade for this quarterback, and it's just not fucking with the Steelers. Yeah. I understand the Steelers traded for Minka Fitzpatrick in 2019. Um, which was unheard of, like tremendously what, I, like, rare. You know how many times I fucking went through accounts and was like, "Is this a real thing? Like, or am <laughs> I getting duped right now? Like, is this like Adam Schefter sixty nine sixty nine? Like, do I need to like do I need to vet this account before I get excited about it? But like, this is not what the Steelers do. But I will say this: if the Steelers did trade for Justin Fields, and he has. 38 turnovers in however many games. 68. How many? 68 in 40 games. He has 68 turnovers in 40 games. Yes, Yes, sir. He is still 68 times better than Kenny Pickett. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, he has a better arm. He's more athletic. He makes And he runs. And he actually uses his legs. He makes worse decisions. He makes worse decisions. Scarves. Um, we, well, we talked about hard to make worse decisions when you don't even fucking try to make yeah. bad decisions. When, when you, I mean, yeah, when you, do, you don't take any chances at all, yeah, you get the, Kenny Pickett uh, who throws we, for very we few touchdowns about this on, and very few picks. Yeah, we talked about this on Slack this week too, but I, I agree with you. I think Fields is a better athlete and has a better arm, but Pickett, I think, is better at processing and decision making than Fields is he. Oh, Ian, I don't think I he is. You. I'm so hurt right now. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that 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 Kenny is better at processing. I think that Kenny is lagging in processing. You know who's better I, at processing than Justin Mason, Fields? Mason, Mason Rudolph. Rudolph. Mason fucking Rudolph. Yes. Well, no. Fields is terrible at processing. Fields yes. misses wide open guys right yes. in front of him. Like yes. So so me saying that Kenny Pickett is better than Fields at processing is not saying <laughs> so Kenny you're saying Pickett is, is the bar is really low. Where the bar is yes. The bar yeah, but, is super low, man. Yeah. Shut the fuck yes. up. Okay, you're right. Sorry. Yes. But, I, I can see the point. You're right. Yes. Yeah, it's it's like saying that a white claw over ice has more alcohol than eczema. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Mark Mark loves the mango the mango white claws. So so does Johnny. Incidentally, try the Iron City. My Uh, buddy Johnny loves the uh, the mango fucking white claws in the Topo Chico (laughs) um, mango Yingling. That's it. Yingling made a mango. I haven't tried that one yet. Oh. Yeah, of course. I, I saw love something the other day that said that I saw something the other day that said Bud Light Seltzer sounds like the third option that Satan offers you as as far as like <laughs> you're picking rooms when you go to hell. He's like, pick a room, and the third one's Bud Light Seltzer, and you're um, like, ah. Uh. <laughs> okay, line of the and night. Johnny, there you go. <laughs> Johnny drinks that shit. Johnny drinks those fucking things. Fields and. Kenny are in Windows 95. And he wonders why I tell him to fuck off on every show. Uh, Look, I'm just going to mention Kirk Cousins real quick. Coming off an Achilles, he's 30, what, 5? 36? Somewhere in there? He's fucking old and coming off a major injury. He's going to want a lot of money. It's not happening. Kirk's going to want a lot of money. He's going to want it to be fully guaranteed. Yes. And fuck you. Fuck you. 
It's not happening. Listen, we we all know. Can we all just like be straight about this? We all know we're going to the next year with Kenny Pickett. Yes. Mitch is getting cut. He's gone. We all know this. He's making way too much money next year to be a third team quarterback. They're not going to keep him. And hopefully they bring some guys in or they, they, you know, they, they bring in fucking uh, Mason and at least a mid round pick. I, or I wouldn't shock me given Arthur Smith's history. If they signed Ryan Tannehill, I mean, he, he's going to come pretty cheap, isn't he? It isn't just that. What they're going to want to do is they're going to want to use him to to coach Kenny. Well, that's also true. Um, and, and you know, Burner, it's funny. I was looking at Rattler today. He's going to fall into that range. I, I don't know that he's going to be our guy, but he, he's in that range. Um, that maybe third, fourth, fifth round type guy. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't know. Um, we'll talk about this more. As the, as draft the draft gets closer, nears, but Spencer sure. Rattler worries me. Like just his size, he's so small, and yeah. like at Oklahoma, he was so bad, and he was not that great at South Carolina. Then he had that one amazing game against Tennessee, where he just lit them lit the fuck up. up. And I was like, oh, I've never seen this before out of him. And then like he's just he's really inconsistent, and he's really small. Yeah, I, he he's yeah. he's a, just a slightly taller version of Kyler Murray a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's not a good athlete. As much. No, no, I yeah, I agree with you, Ian. He's not, but he just in terms of being able to throw over the line, that's kind of what he reminds yeah. me of a little bit. Um, I I, I just want to throw. Speaking of quarterbacks, um, is there any way possible if one of those top quarterbacks drops that the Steelers would take him? I mean, if one of them really does at 20, I, I, I mean, guy. you know, if, if you get the a situation, guy, because the, guy. the Steelers have always been known that they'll, they'll take the best player possible. I'm going to tell you this. You if know. they take, if they took Kenny Pickett at 20 in 2022 and they take Bo Nix at 20 in 2024, I might just nix myself. I don't even know. Is that a <laughs> oh, verb? Listen, is that a listen. verb? <laughs> Based upon what I've what I've been told, Bo Nix was not very impressive in the senior bowl. None practices. of the QBs were. None of the QBs. Yeah, you're right. No. And and Mike Tomlin was there for all of them, so yep. I don't see that happening. <sighs> yeah, I I, I don't wrong. either. I, I I now if he's there, maybe third or fourth, I can maybe see it, but I I don't. No, if he's there in the third round and they want to take yeah. a, you know a, a a flyer on him. He's got a better arm than Kenny. Yeah, no, I, I, I liked, I like his moxie. I think he's, he's matured a lot. I mean, the guy's played like more college games than anybody in history or something ridiculous. What is he like, like twenty five or something? Though? I, well, he's slightly younger than Kenny, probably. <laughs> he's actually uh, older than Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I just find it fascinating because we all know, and because we sat there when David DeCastro fell, and you know, guys fall. Um, Aaron Rodgers fell. TJ TJ no. Watt fell. TJ Watt fell. Yeah. So what? I mean, it was it thirtieth? Thirty. 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 Yeah. yeah. yeah right and, after and Taco, Taco. Taco Charlton went to Dallas, and we were like, "Yes!" <laughs> oh God. I remember that draft so well. I was like, "Oh fuck, Dallas is gonna fuck us. Dallas is gonna <laughs> fuck us. They did fuck us. Yes." <laughs> Sam Hartman has four kids. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's funny, Burr. Uh, what, what about Super Bowl this week? Are you guys excited for Tyler Taylor Swift? Whatever the hell her name no, is? No, not at all. Uh, Tyler. Tyler Swift. Tyler, Taylor, Peter, Paul, Mary, whatever. All right, I'm just going to say this. If the Chiefs win and Travis Kelsey does what that kid from Boise State did after they beat Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl and proposes after no. the game, like it's no. – uh, like, His name was also Ian. Just saying. Oh, it was Ian Johnson, right? Was yes. That- yeah. Ian Johnson, yeah. yeah. I can't believe I remember that. That was, what, 2007? Oh, it was a while ago. I mean, that was a crazy game. But it was, was Ian. amazing <laughs> is that Ian, even with his busy life with 12 children and oh, a wife, six, half of that, can, can remember shit like this. And thinks about every single officiating game the Steelers have well, that's true, ever too. been in and holds long-ass fucking grudges about that shit. Yeah. It's, it's, As well it's pretty should. goddamn... It's pretty goddamn amazing. I'm serious. I'm it, it's it really is uncanny. I'm I'm being serious right now. I mean, there's a little I, bit uh, of hyperbole in there, but it's only a little. What what is more likely to happen? He proposes to her after a Super Bowl victory, or she makes a political statement. Oh, I don't, uh, know. I don't think she'll make any political statements. She hasn't been political ever. So I, I agree. No, no, no. She she has. She has. She has been a, has been a little bit. Political. Her little docudrama, whatever it was on Netflix. Yeah, no, no. She, she, she has. Fuck, she was apparently, I haven't with, seen all the fucking Taylor Swift propaganda. Oh, you better get on this first. You are behind the times, brother. She was fighting about her dad, about whatever. But um, yeah, yeah I, I, yeah. I don't see that happening during the game because. As much shit as people give her, she's actually not trying to detract from her boyfriend and what he's doing on the field. Like, she'll stop and say, right. I'm really proud of you, and let him go do his thing. Yeah. Which right. I'm like, you know what? That's actually kind of cool. Now I like you better as a human being. I honestly think she is enjoying being a regular human being. She is she's not a fan. doing... She is not doing anything wrong. No, no. She's being a fan. She's enjoying the process. She's being a fan. She's cheering for the team. She's enjoying wins. She's lamenting about losses. She's being a fan. What people hate is that she gets so much coverage for doing it. Right, right. And it's not her fault that they put the camera on her. Get over yourselves. I mean, my God. If they kept coming back to me on the field if i was at heinz and losing my shit if the steelers were playing badly or like celebrating if they were playing well people would hate <laughs> me too trust me they would she sucks uh, i don't care <laughs> wow how dare you say that about america's sweetheart okay, so i will say this i will say this i've Her never it's not good i've I never don't get all the hate i've never disliked her nor liked her yeah I, but uh, in my opinion travis kelsey is using her and wow, as soon I as after, that too. As soon as they as soon, as soon as they started dating, he hired extra agents. So he has like five agents now, and he's setting himself up for a life after football. Yeah, and Swifties, yes. Swifties, for lack of a better term, are too dumb to see that. So like, <laughs> so like we expect a breakup album. I break love it album from Travis oh. Kelsey. <laughs> Oh, listen, and I can't wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. 
it will talk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into this a little bit more in a second, but I cannot wait till the 49ers win the Super Bowl and Taylor Swift breaks up with Travis Kelsey. And not only did she shit on, not only does Taylor Swift shit on Travis Kelsey in the next song, but she shits on Brittany Mahomes in the next song. Oh, <laughs> and 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 I and, and then and then finally and then finally I buy a Taylor Swift song on iTunes well, because it'll be that much better. You, you have to wonder what happens to that relationship if their relationship doesn't go. No, go I, well. I kind of wonder. Like people keep keep accusing her of using him and the opportunity right. to make more money and all this in the NFL using they the whole situation. Him. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I don't well, know. The if NFL is. Absolutely I don't know if that's who's using, using if that's who's using who here. I kind of feel like he might be using the situation more than she is. Yes, he of I'm, course he I'm is. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like it's it's going under the radar because she's a she's a bigger personality, and obviously the NFL is bigger than he is. So he's just like, fuck, I can do whatever I want here. I mean pretty much shit. I'm gonna try um, and juice this for all I can. Uh, you know yes, who probably Ian, loves yes, this though. Ian, is, you do. Okay. Um, you know who loves this though is Patrick Mahomes because everybody. Oh, we, we've talked about this before. Everybody around him can do all the crazy shit they want, and nobody talks about him. Like Mahomes was a or his little wife, bitch. or his wife. Yeah, yeah oh, you're right. Patrick yeah. Mahomes must be loving this shit, or his well, wife, or his brother. Yeah, either Mahomes, one of them. I mean, Mahomes I mean, this... was a whiny little bitch after that Bills game during the regular season. Uh, and... hey, ref, that was a flag, man. He hit me in the face. <laughs> that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good impression, still. I thank you. Uh, Miss Piggy enjoys it as well. Uh, I'm just really, I'm just really excited about this. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about who had a bad week? You want to talk about who had a bad week? Patrick Mahomes. Dad gets his third oh, yeah. DUI earlier this week, and then today it's announced that his wife is going to be in the swimsuit edition of SI. Yes, I saw that. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, if I'm Wait, Patrick, Sports Mahomes, Illustrated still exists. I, I thought it went under. Yes. And, and like, literally, no, no, like no, the, the they're they're scaling back the online presence. Oh, they yeah. fired all their writers. Okay, yeah. All right. So like, it's like, it's like, what would you rather have? What would you rather have? I'm serious. What would you rather have? Your dad gets his third DUI, and he's probably going to do jail time. <laughs> <laughs> or your wife, or your wife is going to be <laughs> in Sports Illustrated. You know, his brother's probably going to pop up in the background <laughs> behind a palm tree or something, <laughs> right? Brittany Mahomes. Hey, Brittany I'm here. Mahomes I'm doing a TikTok video. Yes. <laughs> Brittany Mahomes is getting photographed, and Jackson Mahomes is in the background, like, <laughs> he's, like doing, the he's doing the robot. Oh, oh my god! Oh, it's gonna be great. What uh, What do you guys think of uh, the possibility? And from what I understand, it's a one in nine possibility that the Steelers could open the season against the <laughs> Eagles you. in Brazil. Fuck you! That's how I Mark. feel about it. I, 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 a lot like you, Mark. Um, oh, I am not a fan of the Steelers playing overseas games no. because you, you just don't know what the fuck could happen. Like, it could be anything. You, you're just like, eh, well, it could be good and it could be awful. No idea. I was that asked- and having a Having to watch the game at six thirty in the morning. Well, I was asked. No, Brazil's question. like the same time zone. Yeah, as they're us. pretty similar. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it, it's, it's oddly, oddly weird. So it's, 
not going to be like Frankfurt? No. No, no. Ben, do you own the I thought globe? that Brazil, Brazil was uh, – <laughs> is Brazil Eastern time zone? Yeah. Or is it when one hour the, ahead of that? No, when they had the World Cup there, it was all normal Have you time. ever seen the curvature of the earth? I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, not a ben, big soccer a glo- fan. Not not a big soccer fan. Okay. Yes, uh, the right. the uh, the the uh, NFL will be moving over to Baghdad next yeah, year. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, th- there is a pretty big Steelers fan presence in Brazil. Um, there is, there is, yeah. and I, I pissed it's... them off this week, by the way. How? Uh, because I said I'm not in favor of the Steelers ever playing overseas. They were not crazy about that. You know, they'll uh, get over it. But they, they will. City? They How will. Would you feel about and, that? Mexico City against the Cowboys would be amazing. I agree. Steelers yeah. Cowboys at Azteca would be incredible in the preseason. Yeah. They in need the to time. Well, they need to time it better. I've, yeah. I'd be okay. I, and the the one thing that makes this a little bit a little bit acceptable is that it's week one, right? I so I would week if yes. it's week one, it's like okay, shit happens either way. Week one anyway, it's week one. We're still kind of getting into the season, kind of figuring shit out anyway. But it's not so, the end of the fucking world if you lose that game. So but you don't want to. So I I asked this question and I I don't know the answer, but I asked this question because like what sort of attraction is what sort of attraction do the Philadelphia Eagles provide to to Brazil? Like, you know, I know I know uh, Brazilian soccer leagues, Corinthians, and and like like I, I'm not this is River I'm, Plot. Yeah, I'm I'm not a, I'm not the I'm not a soccer I'm not a football scholar. Right. But like my point is like if you're going with the Eagles there, why is that? Why is the Pennsylvania draw important to Brazil? They don't give a shit about that. Like in my opinion. Th- in my opinion, the Steelers are not going to play there because, I like, the, right. the, the Steelers are one of the most beloved franchises in the United States. Most in the popular. US. and in many places around the world. Yeah, they in are. The go- they are a global entity too. But and and and, and in Mexico, Brazil. which I'm like, whatever. But in Mexico, so it could be potentially that the Steelers are really popular <laughs> in. Latin America as a whole, I don't know, but they mm-hmm. they are popular in in Mexico. I can tell you that. Yes, yeah. um, <laughs> very. This is not Jag- Latin America, Ben. I'm just saying the Jaguars are That's more. True. Popular. They speak Portuguese, not Spanish. Yes, they don't even speak fucking Spanish. All right, just saying. Hold on, let me look uh, at the, the, the Jaguars. As Ian puts it, when he's fucked up, are more popular in England than the Steelers are, which I'm fine with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But the the hard part about this right now is the Steelers are going to play a game in Ireland. Yeah, you know this, it's right? coming. The Steelers' time Which is coming to sure, play overseas. Right? I accept that it's going to happen. That's yeah. going to happen. Yes. Yeah. I know it's part of the NFL's plan to grow the brain and everything else. It doesn't mean it doesn't piss me off. Ian, you said you had two points on this. Go for it. I have two. Uh, yes. So first and foremost, I've said this on Twitter a bunch, that the best possible situation or structure for a 17 game schedule which 17 games is stupid 16 was much better agree but the best possible structure is 
that every team gets eight home games, eight road games, and plays Fuck one yes. neutral site game. Yep. Whether that's a neutral site game that's international, and then you yep. get your bye week after it, or that it's a game in like a San Antonio or Memphis or Steelers Eagles at Steelers Eagles in State College would be amazing for everyone in Pennsylvania, like right in the Great middle. Great idea. Of yeah. You know, a hundred thousand yeah. people can sit in that stadium. Yeah. So whatever it is, right. Play the 17th game at a neutral site. This Love whole it. nine home games, eight road games, vice versa stuff is stupid. So I'm hoping that they get there eventually as they start to expand this international mm-hmm. slate. And I think they want to. Okay. I have three points. I'm sorry. <laughs> Second point, Brazil, spent a shit ton of money to build stadiums for the world cup in 2014 and then those stadiums were sitting vacant afterwards so they've like had to find uses for them i remember reading articles that were like oh they're using this stadium this you know multi-million dollar stadium that was built like hundreds of millions of dollars as a as a bus parking lot because they have no other use for it after they built these stadiums it's so they have to do that third point there was a clickbait Steelers website that published Which an one? article as as mark referenced <laughs> that oh, said man. the Steelers had a one in nine chance of being the team that played the Eagles because guess what the Eagles have nine fucking home games <laughs> and one of them is gonna be <laughs> played in Brazil so yeah 11 percent chance there's of being yes, that team that is the dumbest possible headline that that <laughs> website could write so Mark's Mark's like trying to poke the bear here, and be like, "Oh, look at this dumb shit." That I mean, he what the heck? Like, I mean, like it was the it was the dumbest. Who comes thing up with this shit? Guys. I thought I wrote bad headlines. Uh, <laughs> we yeah, I our own headlines I, I, at Steel City Blitz. We don't have like right. people from USA Today who advise us on what our headlines. We don't have do. editors, and they fired their yeah. editors today at That's USA right. Today That's and right. at, at SI. So yeah. basically, it's just write whatever you want and post it. I will and say this: be no though, editing at all. I will say this though. Besides the Cowboys, the Steelers are the most intriguing opponent. Um. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be stunned if that happened, but like, like what? Like, hey, I've I've never been to Brazil and I'm not Brazilian, but I'm sitting there thinking like, I don't, I don't, what I the, haven't looked at their. Where is Pennsylvania? Like, what the, like, what the fuck? Does oh, yeah, I like, I haven't looked at their yeah. opponents. I I do know that the Steelers are popular okay. in Mexico. So I don't here's, know if they are in. So here's in here's their America. home opponents. Here's their home opponents: Cowboys, Giants, Commanders, Browns, Friends. Falcons, Panthers. Jaguars, Packers, Steelers. I mean, like, I think the Browns would be a, a fine opponent. Okay. Well, they've got the coach of the year and the defensive player of the year. I think so. for sure that would be but a like, really good team. Like, they should like, play them. How do you sell the Browns to Brazil? I don't care. Are, uh, uh, are you guys <laughs> ready for this? I, I, I'm looking at this right now. The, the biggest fans in Brazil, okay? Biggest the fans. Patriots. Are overwhelmingly huge down there. Okay. Okay. Cool. Followed Let's by followed by the Packers, the Redskins. I'm sorry. Did I say Redskins? That's fine. Uh, you can say Commanders, it. Browns, Browns, and then Eagles, Packers, Cardinals. Hey, they're playing so, the Commanders and the Browns. There you go. And, here. and Send Packers. one of them down there. 
And Packers. And the Packers. I, Similar to them there down you there. Go. One of them. It it and the Packers are right up there as far as one of the teams. I think it's gonna be the Packers that go down there. I've also heard that that forget about saying it. Oh, <laughs> what would say? you do? Nothing. That's okay. what right. we're gonna okay. we're gonna get to Casey eventually. All right. <laughs> well, well hey, ahead. let's what move on. Let's do Super Bowl predictions. It's Super oh, Bowl. All right. Uh, well, 58. Um, anybody want to go first? You already got a feeling, got a vibe. I think Ian oh. wants to go first. I oh. nominate him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Fuck Let's you. get the long one um, over with fast. Go ahead. See, ben, do it. Ben knows I'm the most verbose person the ver- on the, the show. The wordy. Yeah. Um, I, my six-year-old. Oh, here we go. Malcolm really wants the 49ers to win. He's all year he's been asking what the 49ers did every Sunday and if we can watch the 49ers game and all that. So Malcolm has decided that he likes the 49ers for some reason. So the rest of our household has accommodated him and are rooting for the 49ers as well. I have no qualms with the 49ers winning and getting to six Super Bowls. People who are like, I don't want them to get to six. I don't care anymore. This is stupid, right? The Patriots are already at six with us. The Cowboys and 49ers beat us to five. There's been more years when the team with the most Super Bowls has been tied than it's been any one individual team. So being like, oh, the Steelers have the most Super Bowls, like whatever. The Patriots are already tied with us. So I'm just kind of sick of the Chiefs winning all the time. So I'd rather see the 49ers win. That said, any team with Patrick Mahomes, you can't count them out. The Chiefs have been weird in the second half this year and like forgot how to score points though and the mm-hmm. 49ers defense is pretty damn good um but i'll it's a close one i'll go i'll go 49 both defenses are good too but i'll go 49ers 27 24 whoa niners okay yeah all right ben go ahead eh. oh, fuck. all right fine fine so Scarps gets to go last, which he really. I'll wanted. go. Uh, you want me to go? Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Let it rip. I give you some time. Um, let it rip. Um, as a degenerate gambler, um, as a degenerate the, gambler, the public money. Everybody's betting the Chiefs. Everybody's betting the Chiefs, and if you believe in Vegas, um. The Chiefs winning is not good for Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, degenerate gambler aside, in my opinion, the Chiefs have overachieved in these playoffs. The defense has. Yeah. And I look at the Chiefs as, okay, they have, on offense, they have Patrick Mahomes, and then everybody else is whatever. And that's no disrespect because regardless of your Swifty beliefs, Travis Kelsey has not been Travis Kelsey this year, and he's on the other side of his career. Defensive-wise, they have some good players. Don't get me wrong, but their rush defense sucks. Kyle Shanahan, I hope he understands that he's been here before. A couple times. And this is the best chance that he has of winning a Super Bowl and maybe he'll have more but right now this is it yep 
and Christian McCaffrey is going to be the Super Bowl MVP. Oh. He's going to have two two touchdowns, over 100 yards rushing, and the San Francisco 49ers are going to win this game, and Brock Purdy is going to have some nice throws. The San Francisco 49ers are going to win this game 31-20. So Ian oh, and I wow. both have 51. Wow. So Ian okay. and I both have 51. Okay. But I have the 49ers winning this game, and earlier we are talking about it. Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are going to make Travis Kelsey regret ever dating Taylor Swift. <laughs> By the end, he's going to think he's dating Nicki Minaj. Yeah, probably not. Uh, which, which would be much better than Taylor Swift. Yeah. So, yeah. Ben, what do you uh, What do you have for this? You one? know, a, a number three seed oh, has I'm only sorry. won the Super Bowl once since 1992. Just throwing Ooh, that out there. Okay. Go in. Okay. That's that fine. was the Colts in 2006. Oh, six, yeah. 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 All right. What do you got, Ben? Uh, I, uh, I, uh, I am, I, I think that the Chiefs have, have overachieved this year, especially defensively. Okay. Um, I don't like their rush defense. Uh, I don't, I don't love their receivers. No. But they just keep fucking winning. They just know how to win. I don't get it. I don't understand it, but I hearken back to the Steelers and I've watched them for decades, clearly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just look at a team and they're just like, you know what? Good teams just know how to win close games. They just know they just find a way to fucking win. And the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going with the Chiefs. Clearly. I'm okay. going to say they're going to win this game. 29 I'm going to go with an odd number to 23 I um I think there's one guy that has and done a miraculous a job now here's a guy and I don't know how often he gets talked about but he should be talked about more and that is one Mr. Steve Spagnuolo oh still dad yep I'm telling Spags you, did a great job, dude. This guy, I, I know the Chiefs have sucked against the run, and I think they're going to get gashed at times. But I keep coming back to the fact that Patrick Mahomes, he's got freaking Justin Watson running around in the hey, secondary. Hey, I, I mean, whip your kid from South Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just can't, no, as much as I want South the Bay Chiefs to lose, I can't go there. Yeah, and I don't think they've allowed anybody over what is it 20, 28. 28 all season. I'm gonna take the Chiefs to win a nail biter. I think you're gonna see something in the neighborhood of 28 24 Chiefs. I hate it, but I'll go with it. Yeah, I'm not and, really a fan either, but honestly, I, when the Steelers were eliminated, I was like, okay, I'm done anyway. I don't give a shit. The season, well, over. of course, of course. Uh, is Casey Kasem in the house tonight? I wanted the, the rats to lose, and they did. Always, so. <laughs> always, always. Oh, ladies and oh, gentlemen, I want to now. I want to now turn it over to the late great Mr. Casey Kasem. Wait, I gotta <laughs> mute this. Hang on, I gotta mute my uh -oh. my mic. No, Go ahead. <laughs> Casey's coast to coast. 
American Top Forty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the week that was February eighth, nineteen eighty four. Our favorite correspondent Ryan is back again with us this week after a week long hiatus, and he writes, "Dear Casey, you can ring my bell, LL, Le'Veon Bell. You can ring my bell, LL." Le'Veon Bell. Casey, that's of course a parody of Ring My Bell by Anita Ward. You probably don't know this, but Le'Veon Bell re-recorded that song under the pseudonym Anita Job. Seriously, Casey. (laughs) I hate myself for that. Seriously, Casey. Seriously, Casey, Le'Veon is thirstier than a picketologist <laughs> waiting for Kenny to throw multiple touchdowns in back-to-back games. <laughs> Le'Veon, I'm only kidding. You were one of the best in the business at your position for a long time, and that was almost 10 years ago, but you're still younger than Kenny Pickett, which is wild. Anyways, Casey, back to ring my bell. As you know, It was the only hit by Anita Ward. What you probably don't know is that Anita Ward is in fact a cousin of Steelers legendary wide receiver Heinz Ward. You see, Heinz's mother's sister's husband's sister's husband, (laughs) Weister's move. You get the picture. Actually, I'm just kidding. Heinz Ward is not related to Anita Ward, but I needed to make the Heinz connection. Somehow, after the news broke that the Steelers were not, in fact, hiring Heinz Ward as a receiver's coach. Can we please stop that, Steelers Nation? Speaking of former Steelers, though, James Harrison had some tough words about his former team. Yesterday, James said, the expectations should never change. I think the expectations have become, we don't want to have a losing season. When you go into that building, there's six Lombardis sitting there, and right now, we're not even winning a playoff game. Ouch, Casey. That hurts more than hearing of the guy responsible for arguably the greatest Super Bowl play history in history was falling asleep in meetings right before he was released, only to sign with the New England Patriots. <laughs> Just kidding, James. I know you wouldn't piss on me if I was on fire. <laughs> Again, (laughs) again, just kidding. But thanks for the extra PR work. I'm not actually kidding about that. James words, (laughs) James words do echo, though, don't they? The standard is now not wanting to have a losing season. Hmm. Casey sounds to me like the Steelers are in the middle of the road. Well, Ryan, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Up one spot this week to number 19. Here's the Pretenders with Middle of the Road. The Pretenders. I did not see that at the start of this one. Wow. Nice job. Oh, my goodness. That's just mean. You're mean. (laughs) Mean. Well done, Hey, don't forget, next week will be the annual Blitzies. We'll give you our Steelers awards oh, yeah. and other awards as well. Oh, it's always a good time. Joe Flacco man. won Comeback Player of the Year. Yeah, I, you know, Lamar Hamlin, great story, awards. but he hardly ever played this year. So, but he died 
on the field. Well, I, I well, I mean, he he turned into Joe Flacco in the playoffs, right? I mean, yeah, I'm I'm being serious. Wow. Like, if you pressure yeah. Flacco, he throws picks. Right. That's been a knock on Flacco his entire career. Right. So you right. put him behind a great a good offensive line, and he can tear shit up. But if you pressure him, That's he fair. throws picks. Yeah, it's it is what it is. All right, we will uh, recap the Super Bowl. Plus, we'll do our blitzies and much more coming up next week. Thanks so much to everybody who jumped on in the chat. As usual, we have a tremendous group of regulars. We love you guys. Uh, you guys tuned in to watch us week. when the Steelers have been out for a month, right? And, and, that just happened. tells we us how you pathetic your lives are, let alone Fuck ours. You, Johnny. Uh, anyway, thanks so much. Check out the site, we'll have some draft stuff coming your way real soon. SteelCityBlitz.com for these guys. This is Steel Dad signing off on the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated. And hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck, clearly. Well, they're not.